0: Thanks for joining us on Prime Time. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, about two-thirds or 66% of employees say that they upskill to attain better career progression opportunities. This is according to an NTUC survey done this year. 58% said that they do it for better pay. 46% wanted to explore new roles as driving factors for upskilling. Now, separately, another survey published by Rackspace Technology found encouraging signs that organisations are becoming, indeed, more comfortable with more sophisticated cloud 2.0 technologies. All of this even as they confront difficulties in hiring and retaining IT talent. But it seems to be still a race against time to close the tech talent gap. I would say not just in Singapore, but all around the world. And what about the fact that many tech companies now seem to be scaling back on manpower at this point? Well, let's find out more from Sandeep Bargava. He's Managing Director, Asia Pacific and Japan at Rackspace Technology. Hi, Sandeep.
1: Hi, Hi, Bharti. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, Sandeep. Now, after a race for growth in a boom market, we are now seeing many tech firms consolidating or saying that they want to build a more resilient business. And one of the key reasons is this is the fact that they need to build more resilience and therefore need to lay off a number of staff. And some of these reports have been very high profile. Experts say that tech firms who are laying off hordes of staff actually will now regret it because job seekers will actually remember how they were treated. And when times are tough, they might just accept it. But when times get better, it's going to get harder for these firms to attract staff. Your thoughts on this? Yeah,
1: Bharti, we've been we've been observing these news all along. You know, there has been a lot of talk of recession. We're starting to see the apex slowly trickling in. You know, I would I would think that the world should just declare that we are in recession, so we can all start figuring out how to get out of it.
0: <laughs> you might as well, uh, yeah. right? Come to terms with it. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, these are the best times for
1: digital technologies to flourish, as they help businesses with uncovering new markets, new revenue streams or just plain old streamlining operations to save costs. Uh, So, you know, tech is a pretty wide world. You know, you've seen people saying, hey, I will freeze things, I will let go of people. But when you uncover, you are seeing that people who are in deep tech, you know, who are in engineering roles, those roles are still having a lot of traction in the market. And even these firms are continuing to hire in that space. What sorts of roles
0: are we talking about here specifically, Sandeep?
1: So, Uh, Talk about coding, talk about architecture, talk about, um, you know, helping people migrate to cloud, helping people get more sense of their data, helping people secure their environments, you know, at the developer coder level, there are enough jobs, there are more than enough jobs in the market.
0: Mm, The thing is, tech firms in Singapore are also laying off employees. We just heard about Shopee doing so and Tesla as well. Some tech giants like Google and Microsoft were actually the first to announce a pause in hiring. With all of this news swirling around, how confident will tech talent really be to enter the industry or people who are aspiring to enter the industry? Might they just give up?
1: Um you know that's that's what this this news does overall in the ecosystem. but in our experience, you know when we have jobs, we are still finding difficulty in attracting talent. Uh, and what's driving for me, what's driving that shortage of talent in Singapore? One is Singapore has done an amazing job in attracting businesses as well as well through all of the pending period. right This has inevitably increased demand in the market, right because most of these companies are creating platforms, are creating technologies. Are creating startups and they definitely need people in Singapore. Like right? companies have seen the benefit benefit of digital technologies and they want to continue the adoption because as they have to tighten their belts, these technologies can help them to that and that's driving demand. And finally, pandemic has shown that people can do the work from anywhere, which means you know the talented Singaporeans will get approached by companies anywhere, and we've seen this in our own landscape. And all of these mean that it's really good for people with tech skills. But it is putting pressure on businesses like us because it is increasing costs, though that is tapering down. So what I would say, if you're a tech talent, you know, do not be afraid. The world, the future is in this area because everything now is underpinned by technology. right? And then Singapore is in a pretty good place of what we've done over the last two and a half years. There will be a job. Don't be phased by all the bad news.
0: Mm, Okay, that's encouraging to some extent anyway. What do we need, though, in terms of bridging the skills gap? Because right now, while we might tell tech talent that, okay, you don't have to worry, but the industries themselves are in a position where they need to worry, right? Because there is a scarcity of skilled tech talent. And there has been a huge surge in Singapore and a call by even the government to upskill, get people ready for this world, but it seems like we're always playing catch-up.
1: Yeah, we are. Um, you know, if you look at 30%, 30 years ago, uh, only about 5 to 7% of the cohort was going into tech. Now 40% of you know the university polytechnic is going into tech, and, and yet we have that shortage, right? So what is needed is really a whole-of-system approach, right? Create more courses at university and polytechnic levels, to training youth on digital technologies, partner with companies and companies need to take that ownership to partner with government to nurture emerging talent with meaningful internships and earlier early career support, because that's what really uh, the young graduates need, uh, need that confidence that they are growing in their careers, right? Uh, employees and people need to invest in themselves. In technology, there is never an idle moment. You have to continuously learn skills, continue to put up their hands for projects and try different things, right? And everybody in tech should do that. Uh, companies should develop comprehensive strategies to upscale mid-career employees. And we've done that globally, of moving people from, you know, technologies which has a legacy to, to more modern technologies. And but, but it's not enough to upscale. We have to then create opportunities for these people to learn, to experiment, to work with experienced people to deliver projects, mm. leverage third parties like us, Right, Um, Because we can bring the expertise, but we can also provide that coaching and mentoring in projects. So how do you partner and outsource partner with your in-house staff and make sure that your in-house staff actually learn through that opportunity? Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, finally, remain open to partnerships and develop talent supply chains across the wider ASEAN communities.
0: Some surveys have shown that while individuals see the merits of upskilling and they do undertake their own efforts – companies are not very supportive in terms of developing their staff, helping their staff discover their interests in tech and then upskilling them as well. What more do you think needs to be done to encourage companies to actually get involved and to ensure that their staff are constantly learning and upskilling?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, a constant education for the companies is required. See, the larger a company you are, the more risk you can take. Uh, The more effort and time you can take but a smaller the company you are you need all hands to just survive in the business right so there's sometimes not enough bandwidth Uh, and that is where in that smb scale the government continuously need to and and the unions need to continuously engage with the employers to make sure that there is time that is devoted for the employees to learn new things and experiment and you know and get hands-on experience on these technologies.
0: I've also met people, Sandeep, who say that, you know, this whole arena doesn't interest me at all. So what do you do when it comes to discovering or helping someone discover that intersection between their interests and choosing which marketable tech skill to pick up?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. You know, that is where I think we should create um, a, as a whole of the government or whole of the country approach we should create uh, areas of experiences for people to experiment the impact of various technologies on the real world to excite you know people of all age groups to kind of dabble in those technologies which create those experiences right that's the easiest way that would be but for that the government and the employers have to really come together and, and big firms have to come together to create those experiences for people
0: Mm. Let's talk about attracting global talent. You would have heard of the One Pass, which is designed <laughs> to global rainmakers to Singapore. We also have something called the Tech Pass. How will all of these things help? And not just in terms of attracting global talent to Singapore, but also ensuring that all that global talent actually benefits Singaporeans as well and does a proper skills transfer.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, You know, first is when you're bringing global talent, what that means is you're bringing that global expertise or people who've really experimented for a long period of time in certain areas. They've got the experience. Like as they come in and government has put in lots of safeguards around where, you know, according to the salary levels and some of the other other, uh, parameters on uh, where Singaporeans should be hired and that provides enough of safeguards. And what would happen then is is as these people uh, contribute to companies, create their own companies, you will find that a higher proportion of Singaporeans will get hired and they will benefit from the coaching and situational coaching, learning from just being next to them, that that will happen. What we just need to make sure is that each of the companies are in a position that we are hiring you know, in
0: our Singaporeans mm, exactly, also, we have to bear in mind that we are seeing a shrinking population here in Singapore, so unless we all start having more babies, we'll probably have to rely on foreign talent for quite some time, so that's something that needs to be worked on as well, doesn 't it? The other issue, Sandeep, is as we move forward into the future, and with all of this coming at us, web three, the metaverse, all sorts of other technological developments that we are likely to see. What are the skills that you see as being in demand for the next five years, at least? If you can even look that far into the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, uh, skills in cybersecurity, skills in UI, UX, skills in data analytics, like right? skills in around robotics and automation. These are the skills that will rule over the next four to five years. And Bharti, I've been in Singapore 17 years. I'm a Singaporean app I've got two kids here. I can tell you from where where I started versus where I am now, I see youngsters who are coming out of college and I mentor young graduates. I just see that there is so much opportunity for them to learn from in the industry versus it was in 2006, seven, and people are taking uh, you know advantage of those opportunities, especially the youngsters,
0: mm. like
1: they're much more aware because they can see a lot more all around them,
0: yeah, all they- around them. Yeah, they are indeed digital natives. For the ones of us who are not, though, you know, people who might be middle-aged and did not (laughs) have a tech background. I mean, age isn't the only marker, of course, but, you know, don't have a tech background. There are also many adjacencies that they could discover in order to go into technology, right? For example, if we talk about data storytelling, I know of some journalists who've managed to go into that field and then branch out into data analytics as well, because of their research capabilities and their ability to dissect information. So it's important for people to be able to make such discoveries about themselves too, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I would say, you know, we are all Asians, and Asians are generally conservative in their outlook. Uh, And I think we have to shed some of that. We have to learn that it's okay to experiment, it's okay to fail, it's okay, you know, as a society to appreciate people who are trying. And once you have the trying going, you know, people will find different ways. Like we get inhibited by not trying because we fear failure because of you know, what the society will say about
0: us. Yeah, and I think companies need to set that tone as well to give their people freedom to do all of that experimentation. Thank you very much, Sandeep. Sandeep Bhargava is Managing Director, Asia Pacific and Japan at Rackspace Technology. Thanks for joining us on Prime Time. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.